Here's Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. This may be the most important speech I've ever made. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. CZ, your. You know what it is? It is something we call a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The truth. By God, the truth, and somebody needs to pick up the truth and bludgeon the American people with it. Why is the truth our general manager? There's just so much misinformation running around and so much lying and hypocrisy. Everywhere I look, there's a damn hypocrite spouting. Crank up that music, Michael. It's an information party, huh? If you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door. It's a stringent standard. The great prince said that, and it's absolutely true. Who's knocking? Just send a text when you're here. <laughs> here. Damn hipsters. Come on in. The door's open. Beer's in the fridge. Yes. That's what all my texts would say. Yep. Da, 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 da. There you go. I was thinking today, for some reason, as I was driving to work, um... Remembering the early part of the uh, the coronavirus when, when more things were shut down across America and, and, and the freeways were practically open. Those were mm-hmm. good times. Wasn't oh. that fantastic? Remember that? For people who went to work. I know those of you who didn't go to work, which is most people, which is why the freeways were empty. It uh, You didn't know. But for those of us who were going to work when the freeways were empty, it was really awesome. And all it cost was economic devastation. Yeah, exactly. It only cost the world... Uh, $9 trillion. No, the, the country $9 trillion. I saw a figure for the world the other day. is like $50 trillion. Just well, we are the world. Money. We are the children. It's hard to argue with that. Was Prince involved in that? It doesn't make any sense. That, did he sing uh, on that song? I don't, I don't think, think he did. I don't think he had anything to do with like it. I have a hard time imagining ago. Prince saying yes to that. I feel like Sheila E. was, who was kind of in the Prince orbit. Sure. I he was. Uh, she was his emissary. Dan Aykroyd was there. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the ev- economic devastation, uh, not to mention the uh, the damage to the kids, the loss of learning, which is becoming more and more clear, uh, was one of the hotbeds of hypocrisy and, and dishonesty. Well, the idea of keeping the, the schools closed. Yeah. Well, wh- while you're on the topic of what's, uh, you know, spin or dishonest, the big headline today is how we set the daily record for deaths. And um, if that were... 100% real, that'd be a you know a pretty big headline because you didn't expect um, in the summer that we were going to set the record day for deaths in December. You'd have thought, well, that's terrible news. But because I heard this news story several times over the weekend, I'm aware of this. Nobody's working it into their story today as I'm looking at cable news today. Uh, because of the Thanksgiving holiday, all kinds of hospitals didn't do their reporting, and the reporting was all going to come in afterwards. So it's just kind of whenever the hospitals and counties get around to sending the reports in after a holiday, and if, they all, and if they all land on one day, then you have a bigger number. It doesn't mean that's how many people actually died on a single day. Right, it's deaths reported. If you look but last... But you're never going to get clicks with that sort of honesty. 
But if you look at the uh, the the the, to- the total that the that's officially put out, I think Thursday or Friday, whatever day that nobody was reporting, is like seven hundred. Well, mm-hmm. all those those that other thousand came in yesterday. So you need to average out the deaths over the number of days, really. Y- you do, and yeah. so how many? So my question, I guess, would be: uh, This is from a uh, standpoint of journalism. How many of the people reporting know that? But, oh but, but if but, I know it, surely they do. I'll bet you, I'll bet, you know, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I'll bet if I went out in the newsroom, I'll bet most people are completely unaware of that. I wonder. That uh, they held off on the reporting for Thanksgiving and all the numbers came in on one day. Because uh-huh. all the trip to fan, they were too tired. Exactly. Yeah. You had too much pie and you just couldn't, uh, you know, get your facts in the fax machine. Well, no, no, I, I, and I think that's almost more interesting than the uh, the, the, the story about the coronavirus. How much of what you get through the media is knowingly wrong, and how much of it is they just don't do their homework well enough? I'd love to see a poll of the American people and perhaps of media figures asking them all sorts of questions about the vid and and what they know about it. I remember the one study that came out not terribly long ago in which people underestimated the uh, danger to the elderly by like seven times and overestimated the danger to the young by an enormous multiple. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, the average person had it completely wrong as to how dangerous this thing was. Yeah. Uh-oh. We we received an email. Mailbag will feature uh, somebody who knows lots of people who've had the vid uh, and the results. And uh, the results will not shock you. It is dangerous to some people. I have a friend who almost died. Guy's not even, he might be 50. Um, so I, I'm not the denier. I'm just saying clickbait is ruling the day. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who uh, is actually just about to graduate college. He said, I'm about to be a 37-year-old college graduate. Good man. He has uh, lived his life in uh, different directions and decided to do this at this point. Black lesbian studies? And I, uh, I, I said, what, what, do you, what do you major in? He said, journalism. And I thought, that's awesome. That's absolutely fantastic. There is a great opportunity. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if I had a journalism degree and was heading out in the world right now where I would go, but there's an opportunity out there, I think. I would go to the food bank. (laughs) There's an opportunity out there to do something different than is being done, and I think there's a hunger for it, speaking of the food bank. I hope so. Um, I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Like I said, I don't know how many people do it wrong on purpose and how many people just don't take the time to do the homework. Well, and how many consumers will be able to find the tree of truth in the forest of lies, Jack? (laughs) Well, it's not a lie if they think it's true, though. See that? I see. You're right. I don't. I don't know yet if it's incompetence or 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 lying, which is a major difference. Yeah, and also a very big problem. But we know, as for a fact, that people in the journalism trade make way less money than they did Uh 10, 15, 20 years ago. Way less money. Your average journalist used to be a 45-year-old, grizzled, experienced, skilled writer. Making cynical, a house payment. Making a house payment, supporting a family, uh, cynical, could not get a lie past him or her because they'd heard it all before. And now it's a bunch of 23-year-old kids who just repeat what they're told. Who live with roommates because they're not getting paid much. Right. Yep. In and, many cases. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the 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 revenue, and this is capitalism at work. The revenue is scattered over now fifty thousand different outlets. That's why it makes me think that when you hear the story that we had the highest death toll for a day we've ever had, most people don't know about the the holiday lag in numbers. 
Right. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay, but I'm feeling a little guilty, actually, this morning. Mm. Um, my wife loves... Robbed a bank? Well, my wife's like Joe's wife in that they love the Hallmark Christmas movies, right? Oh, yeah. And they're very sappy, and they're always, you know, they always have a happy ending and stuff. But So I'll have to sit down sometimes, and that'll be on. And I start making fun of it, and I'll say, well, is this the part where, you know, she he sleeps with her mom, and she gets mad at me, and then I'll say, you know, is this person going to die, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And she finally just had enough and just blew up on me last I thought it was really funny. I was laughing my butt off, but. Yeah, Michael, trust me. <laughs> that bit is funny to you. I know. <laughs> Once. <laughs> Once. Just let it ride. That reminds me of my college roommate who used to talk to girls at the, at the, at the pool at her apartment complex. And we didn't watch soap operas, but all the girls did then. And so he would he would get into conversations with, uh, they'd bring it up, and he'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, I love that show. So the doctor that's dating the married woman, what's his name? And then they would throw somebody out, you know, because right, sure, every yeah. plot's the same. Yeah, yeah. And he could get into these long conversations about the and show. And the one who came back from the dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's it, the mother and the daughter, they hate each other, but the, oh, yeah, Linda, oh, I hate them. Yeah, me too. Who's the mean twin? I can never remember. Yeah. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, another uh, another video game has gotten its hooks into me uh, over, the, I guess, this past week or so. A game called Satisfactory, where you're essentially just operating uh, mining machines and conveyor belts and smelting things, and you're just trying to get the the efficiency of your 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 factory going as much as possible. And they wow. give you different little breadcrumbs to to hey we need this amount of parts to make this new space elevator that we're doing so so you need to double the capacity there's a power grid aspect to it the the amount of like pen and paper math that i have done trying to balance out my power grid for for my uh for my factory uh is is way beyond anything that i've done since high school probably that's wild and uh and yeah and i turned 39 years old earlier this month so <laughs> hey kids who's up for some smelting tonight <laughs> That's great though. How how intriguing, Sean. What's the name of it again? Satisfactory. Uh, huh. It's a game. It's a PC game. It's available on Steam, which is a, a marketplace for games. What age do you suppose you got to be to play that? I all ages. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the stuff, like to get it to where you're actively doing the math, like me, you probably have to be a little bit older. But uh, there's there's nothing really uh, violent or obscene or any. It's you're huh. you're dropped on an alien planet. There's weird creatures walking around, and you just kind of start terraforming this planet and making factories. Well, I know my kids' uh, conversations about either uh, used to be Minecraft, and now it's the uh, the whatever it is. It's really Animal like Crossing, a, a much more advanced Minecraft, really. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it sounds like. But anyway, they're always building this and finding that, and mm -hmm. you know, I need this, and it's it's just it's just all consuming these things for them well it's it's yeah and it strikes me how uh how capitalistic mm -hmm. uh that game is and how None production and, and building and achieving oriented it is i love it and effort has a result yeah yeah like that. yeah here here uh, i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty on this thursday we call it a little friday around here december 3rd the year 2020 because we're going to start partying tonight maybe you don't party till the weekend but we start partying party? on I'm going to Friday. The year 2020, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin now officially. According to FCC rules and regulations, the show begins at Mark. To be bluntly honest, man, I'm really disappointed in our performance tonight. Uh, we did enough to win, uh, but that's all. Um, it was really junior varsity, to be quite honest with you, uh, and it was in all three phases. 
So there was a Wednesday NFL game. Wednesday afternoon football. Are the, are, are the, are the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers still undefeated? Yes, and that was the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers coach calling his undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers team a junior varsity. Well, he can feel them getting complacent. Mm. He can feel them getting a little slack, a little pleased with themselves. Reminder I've seen it myself. To, reminder to raise standards. For, exactly. so, for some reason, an undefeated team could suck me back into the NFL watching it. Ben you're not getting stronger, you're getting weaker. Um, huh? How does mailbag look? Oh, it's just lovely. Just terrific. Really. Why, why are the Brits getting their vaccine before us? Is a scandal. Is um, it? Doc, <laughs> <laughs> uh, among other things, news, news items we have to bring your way today. And bring you up to speed so you're knowledgeable. You're not like the idiots on the cable news channel telling you, telling you lies. Right. Unknowingly telling you lies. You don't right. want to be, well, don't want to you, you don't want to be the idiot that falls for exactly. it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. All on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Listen to this tease. Microsoft files a patent to record and score meetings on body language. Mm. Mm. Wait a minute. I'm naturally squirmy. (laughs) To start recording uh, uh, the body language and facial expressions of people when they're in meetings. Well, and and you have RBF. Uh, Absolutely. So, wait a minute. I have RMF. (laughs) Resting murderer's face. (laughs) Um, doesn't this stink of like the Chinese social scores where there are cameras on every intersection and the rest of it. So I got a camera on my face and I got to smile like I'm on freaking laughing gas during every boring, <laughs> stupid, overly long meeting. My RBF is resting bludgeoning face. <laughs> when we said good job to the sales team, we noticed you didn't applaud with everyone else. Oh, boy. That's telling a you. Chinese sort of way or, of thing. Straight out of North Korea. We noticed that you stopped clapping first when the great chairman delivered his speech. Wow. Oh, good. Yeah, more on this coming up. That's a good Th- story. Thanks, Microsoft. Mailbag. Woo-hoo! Our freedom-loving quote of the day today, again from Marcus Aurelius, the uh, prominent Houston rapper. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. Indeed, he was the emperor of Rome and uh, one of the great stoic thinkers. And this is similar to yesterday's, but I just I like the concept. The happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. This is a couple thousand years ago. A guy who's essentially uh, suggesting uh, what is that? I can never remember the uh, the therapy, the uh, uh, the behavioral therapy, where you realize, wait a minute, just because I think all is lost and everybody's against me, that doesn't make it true. I need to reassess my thoughts. Mm. Um, and that's that's so interesting. Human nature does not change. So he understood cognitive behavioral therapy before, the before anybody wrote anything about it. I need to get that tattooed on my arm because I refer to it, but I can never remember the name. Cognitive behavioral therapy. And that was a right. Carl Jung thing, I think. I don't remember who came I up with know. that. I don't know. Congratulations. I don't know nothing about nothing. Moving along. Uh, Lori writes, LMAO, 
I live in the candy red zone. After a stressful day, I busted out with laughter as the A&G team described the color-coded COVID zones in Cal Unicornia. I'm a worn-out teacher, so grateful for the chance to listen to your podcast. Well, we're grateful for the chance to provide it, Lori. Thanks for realistic updates on current events, the most common-sense opinions, and mostly for the humor. Schools are essential, and I can't wait till we can return in in person. Yeah, the state we live in has different colors for the counties. I don't know how many states are doing that. And then, like, the, so the governor the other day talked about purple counties, but deep purple counties. So we realized there's shades of the individual colors. And then we wondered if you're in the maroon, are you worse off than the chartreuse? And I look better in lavender, so I'm going to move to a lavender county. Thank you, Lori, for that. Uh, guys, not sure the statute of limitations on the Gavi Awards. Oh, my gosh, have the Gavi Awards taken off in popularity? I would posit that they are more popular, more followed than the Oscars at this point. So's a rock in your shoe. The what? More popular what? than the Oscars. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but the uh, Gavin Newsom Awards for governmental hypocrisy during COVID are really taking off. Uh, Jeff in North Carolina writes, not sure the statute of limitations for the Gavi Awards, but I submit Chris Christie. He shut down the beaches in 2017 for the government shutdown. Then he and his family were seen soaking up the sun days later on those very beaches. That I'm, I'm afraid the Gavi Awards are restricted to the COVID thing, Jeff, but it's uh, an excellent example. Excellent. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for that reminder. On every trophy. Every trophy yeah. says that. Yeah. The guy who is busted doesn't get to say that. Okay? Moving along. Michelle Luan Grisham's new COVID order in uh, uh, New Mexico. Now I know I had to wait 45 minutes outside of Costco. This genius limited uh, stores to 75 people, no matter the size. From the grocery store in Bellin that doesn't even have 75 parking spots to the warehouse club in Albuquerque. She wants to be health secretary so she can spread her misery over the entire country. Bonus mailbag coming up later. Wow, that's uh, that's some good planning right there. Yeah, yeah we got genius. a lot of stuff to cover. I hope you can stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The reality is December and January and February are going to be rough times. I actually believe they're going to be the most difficult time in the public health history of this nation, uh, largely because of the stress that it's going to put on our health care system. That's the CDC director. Saying it's going to be the most difficult public health time in our nation's history over the next couple of months. Yeah, something to look forward to. Yeah, boy, isn't it? He also uh, went on to say that distrust of the vaccine is one of the biggest obstacles we have in America right now. Uh, Just based on the polling they're looking at, they're afraid we can't get to the 70% um, that we need to get to to have herd immunity and, and drive this thing out of the country. I suspect we'll see an evolution in those numbers as more and more people get it and more and more people are fine. I, I think, think it so. could be one of those public opinion questions that swings pretty significantly. I think so. Uh, Barack Obama and George Bush both announced that they will take the coronavirus uh, vaccine, you know, on video. They're they're gonna they're gonna do it on television and um and and make a a big a PSA out of it. So wow. I, I think both Obama and Bush doing it will be helpful. Yeah, yeah. You ought to throw in a, a handful of uh, of athletes and rock stars and 
Yeah, the do the, the you know whatever. the rock the vote thing is freaking stupid and one sided. But if you yes. if you put the same sort of effort into this, it'd be a good idea. Go get jabbed. That's what I'd call it. Um, a couple other headlines for you. Um, you're going to hear a whole bunch of times today that we had the highest number of deaths in one day since this whole pandemic started. You need to know that that's because there was delayed reporting over the Thanksgiving break, and they all hit yesterday. Right. Um, the numbers are growing up, going up though. So that's that's not a lie. Uh, they're going up uh, way too fast. Currently, still going up by about thirty percent a day on your rolling average of deaths across America. We have the highest number of hospitalizations that we've ever had. Hundred thousand for the first time, nearly double the peak from the first wave of the coronavirus of people actually in the hospital. Well, I heard it's we're up to like a death per minute in the U.S. right now, There's roughly. Also, um, uh, movement on the big stimulus package that's not going to be near as big as the Democrats were demanding before the election, but uh, something around a trillion dollars is going to come through, and they're, oh. they're working on that right now. So all of a sudden, now it's okay to take three-quarters of the loaf and yeah. get that out to the American people. It is There is no pain, deprivation, or injustice big enough to make a politician blush. That's become clear. To withhold that sort of stimulus money just to make Trump look bad. And so people would be extra unhappy to get Biden elected. That's just disgusting. Joe Biden did his first real interview with Tom Friedman of the New York Times, and he said he would not immediately remove Donald Trump's tariffs on Chinese exports, that they're going to conduct a review of the matter so they can develop a coherent strategy. So that I I find that pretty interesting, Mm -hmm. despite the talk from a lot of people that it was a disaster and there's no point. He's not going to end it when he could end it until they take a longer look at what would be a good strategy. So, uh, uh, once again, a talking point in a, in the craziness of an election season that uh, turned out not to be exactly as was stated. Yeah, you know, if I had a little more free time, I would I would figure out I would collect and and jot down the ten biggest criticisms of the Trump administration, <clears throat> and then take a, a look at so far and in the future. How many times those 10 criticisms just went away when Biden continued them from opening the schools to staying tough on China to, you know, whatever. Yeah, no kidding. But you know that already. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, old James O'Keefe and the Project Veritas people pulling CNN's pants down. Good stuff. Uh, stay tuned for that. Oh, CNN with great ratings. I'll hit that in a second. Um, cyber attackers are going after places that have the refrigeration capabilities to keep the vaccine cold what ibm has found that unknown attackers appear to be targeting organizations involved in the refrigeration process needed to protect the vaccine doses hackers are trying to bring those down for some reason probably uh, ransomware don't you think ah that's a good one man that's a good one it's horrible you want your uh you want your cold uh, storing the vaccine so it uh, so it works you give us a million that's a good one it's uh, evil, but it's a pretty good idea. Oh, speaking of COVID-related evil, I just uh, saw this in the uh, the WAPO. Investigators at the, the Department of Homeland Security are bracing for a new wave of fraud attempts by criminal groups that officials expect will try to take advantage of the extraordinary demand for doses of the coronavirus vaccine. Mm. Counterfeit coronavirus vaccines out there, perhaps. They're keeping an eye out for it. But well, don't go to a rando's garage to get it. Maybe that's the only guy who's got it in town. Turns out to just be saline, but... At best. Yeah. Motor oil. 
Jones. <laughs> well, that if I were a criminal, I'd probably not go that route. And CNN beat Fox News in what? demo for the month uh, with their highest rated month in network history for CNN. A lot wow. of uh, CNN beating. Now, CNN had their biggest month ever. Fox went down a lot. CNN jumped 135% and Fox dropped a lot. That's just the classic my team one thing. The mm. the ratings for the call-in sports show of the team that won the Super Bowl are huge the next day. The ratings for the call-in sports show on the team that lost are <laughs> nobody's tuning in cuz nobody nobody wants to talk about it. That is that, a good that's point. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. My team lost. I'm not going to turn into the news to see more about how the other team won. Screw that. I got other things to do. That's what well, happened. that's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, because what's the alternate explanation for CNN having record ratings? Human beings have suddenly developed a taste for big steaming piles of excrement. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I stand by those words. All of a sudden, Wolf Blitzer seems magical. <laughs> and not a moron. Bullshit. <sighs> oh, boy. There you go. Oh, you know what, Jack? Uh, I I see the stars arriving in their ball gowns. The limos are pulling up to the auditorium. I think it may be time for today's Gavi Award. Michael. Welcome to the Gavi Awards, the Gavin Newsom Award for governmental hypocrisy during the time of COVID. COVID, COVID. Jack, only one nominee today, but a nominee so notable, so attractive, so irresistible that we are granting an honorary Gavi to that fine man, Austin Mayor Steve Adler, who not only hosted an outdoor wedding and reception with 20 guests for his daughter uh, last week, uh, early November, sorry. The next morning, Adler and seven other wedding attendees boarded a private jet for Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, while... Adler was addressing his Austin residents saying, we need to stay at home if you can. This is not the time to relax. We're going to be looking really closely. We may have to close things down if we're not careful. We, have we a little need of, to stay home. We have a little of the video. Do you want to hear it? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the thrust of the most important messages trying to get out to the community right now is that our numbers are increasing. And everybody has to be aware of that. And then we need to... You know, stay home if you can. Do everything you can to try to, to keep the numbers down. So it looks like he's just in an anonymous office, and you'd watch that, and you'd think, okay, there's my public official at work or at oh, home, you know, sheltered no, in Jack. place, telling no us way. we need to stay home. But he was actually on vacation when he did it. Points for style. He actually made his you-must-stay-home address from his fabulous Cabo San Lucas condo. That is beautiful, man. That is bald. That's like if Gavin Newsom had given his speech about, yeah, I gotta stay at home. You gotta shut it down from the freaking French Laundry. I tell you what, Austin Mayor Steve Adler, you are a rock star. Really impressed. Yeah, so it's like if Gavin is at the table at the restaurant doing the video. All right, everybody, quiet down. (laughs) Don't clink your glasses. While he waits for his fish to show up on a plate. No kids in public schools. We're shutting it down. (laughs) My kids are in their private school and everybody's fine, but shutting it down, crushing the restaurants. We're going to listen to the science. So this guy, um, he's actually in Cabo. He flew there with multiple families. (laughs) On a private jet, just like all of us do. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. <laughs> you would you would hope that people are learning something about public officials. 
how full of crap they are, how how uh, how they see themselves as just, a, you know, a, a separate class of human from the rest of us. Certainly. Yeah. You got to keep the cattle in line. But you're the cowboy up on the horse as our brave public servants. You're looking down upon those stupid, stupid people who can't handle their pathetic little commercial jet flying lives. They must be guided by us on high. He actually says don't travel from Cabo. Stay home if you can. (laughs) (laughs) That's just incredible. I mean, I just. Yeah. I tell you what. Uh, go ahead, Michael, with the music, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to today's Gabby Award. It'll be hard for anybody to talk that one. Yeah, but come on now. Look at what we're dealing with. America's politicians, keep hope alive, Jack. I'm sure we can do even better than this. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's what we call a uh, stinger in the business. We'll have to get a governor at a restaurant who's like actually sticking food in his mouth with a fork, waving while, away the waiter while he's doing his, yeah, his stream. While he says restaurants need to be closed for the health of everyone. Or yeah, or yeah. If you could top off my water, that'd be great. Anyway, what I was saying. <laughs> I read his weekly poker game with all his buddies. Yeah. No masks on. All right, now, folks, you gotta shut it down. <laughs> Who's that? That uh, L.A. Uh, councilwoman Sheila Kuehl, mm-hmm. with her crap. Yeah, don't go out to eat. You're putting a server at risk. Can we get more bread at this table? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I I kind of thought we'd read. And and again, they're doing this knowing that people are getting caught. Yeah, if they're even aware of it, though. Yeah, they don't. They're care not enough. listening to our show. <laughs> Probably ought to start. Wow, hilarious! I love it. Yeah, I- I've heard lefties say uh, some of my favorite lefties that the credibility on this whole thing went out the window uh, when the protests occurred, and everybody said all the protesters in the street all across the country. Sam Harris, who's you know he could be more of a lefty, on his podcast said that was one of the most egregious break breaks with public trust that have ever occurred in this country yes yeah yeah it is enough to make and ever since and ever since then everybody's kind of like yeah maybe maybe well maybe i won't let me noodle it through whether i think it's a good idea on any recommendation anybody gives you sure yeah which i think is probably appropriate yeah i mean start with the protests and, and layer upon layer of arbitrary idiotic useless uh, you know, heavy-handed edicts. Screw them. Screw them all. So, I'll make my own decisions. So uh, companies are going to start looking at your body language Duh. and your facial expression during work meetings and, and, and stored in some sort of computer <laughs> file somewhere. Um, we'll have to talk about this coming up. Pretty interesting idea. Horrifying. Of course, none of us may ever be in the workplace together again in our lives, so we, and that's a different thing. Well, you got to install the camera in your home. As I need a condition to, of employment. I need to get a picture of myself during the couple of times a day where I'm, uh, you know, looking pleasant, and, <laughs> and make that make that my picture on my Zoom calls. Have yourself a uh, high tech mask fashioned. You just pull that over your head for meetings. <laughs> this is me looking pleasant. Anyway, we've got that and a bunch of other stuff on the way. Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some of the stupidest legislation I've ever heard of. Um, <laughs> That's saying something. Possibly making its way through Congress right now. We'll talk about next hour. Uh, last, I know Joe's got an iPhone story. Last uh, night, I went to set my alarm on my newly updated iPhone. I updated my uh, operating system because mm-hmm. I was forced to in that way where your apps no longer work. So, yeah, you know, you tell you're always chasing your tail. Get with the times, old man. So I was put off. And I this has been recommended to us by IT guys. Don't update. Don't update until you have to. And I agree with that. That's worked best for me. Anyway, I updated my operating system. And then the way you set your alarm was completely different. Why? Why? Are there people who like that, who just like the change? And why can't you opt out of stupid crap like that? Be like if every time you got, every every other month when you got in your car, everything's rearranged, just for fun. (laughs) Why? Yeah, the cruise control is where the climate control used to be. Now the cup holder's over here. Isn't that fun? No, I liked it where it was before. I'd have bought another car if I wanted it over there. (laughs) Exactly. What's the point of this? Yeah, I'll get in line. Is it a young person thing? Do they like just change for change sakes? I I don't know. I I actually, for instance, I like the the new uh, alarm set thing. I like it better. It's less cumbersome. Okay. But, you know, that's not true for everything. Um, That stupid legislation on the way. I'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, next hour. It's pretty stupid. Microsoft came up with a thing here. I always forget about Microsoft. Uh, Bill Gates is still one of the richest people in the world, and they're still one of the most powerful companies out there, but they don't get thrown in with the Facebooks, Twitters, Googles of the world for high tech as often. You know, you don't, Bill Gates doesn't get pulled in with all those people. Particularly in terms of scary tech, right? Mm-hmm. Although Bill doesn't, he's not involved anymore. Well, is whoever he? whoever representing Microsoft yeah. isn't there. Yeah. Um, and it gets overlooked. Technology giant Microsoft has filed a patent for a system to monitor employees' body language and facial expressions during work meetings. This and, is horrible. And give the events a quality score. Oh. It suggests it could be deployed in real-world meetings or online virtual get-togethers, if we're all doing, you know, Zoom calls and that sort of stuff. Uh, it envisions rooms being packed with sensors to monitor the participants, which could raise privacy concerns, obviously. But aside from that, I'm sure you just you just sign some I agree thing that's 50 pages long of you give up all your rights when you walk into your workplace. Right. Just, or you cannot work here anymore. Yeah. Your, your, your other option is don't use the work computer. Mm. So you can either use this computer and click agree or never use the computer. So which do you want to do? And I, I can see the workplace being that in the future. You just sign off the thing. Yeah. Any... You are on camera all the time, and if you don't want that, then don't work here. So is the idea that the leaders of meetings get feedback and can run better meetings? They'll have a productivity score tool. Okay. Uh, yeah, the idea is you can run better meetings, but is that the way it's going to be used all the time? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I mean, because we work with plenty of people. Everybody works with plenty of people who are, yay, yo, good, cheerleader types. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you got your grinders. People who just get the job done, but they're not jumping up and down pretending to be excited. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, although I, uh, yes, I will tell you this. part question. I'll begin with the second part at the end of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like the idea that uh, because there are some people who are um, immune to this insight. Leaders of meetings realizing, wow, that was just way too long. I lost everybody after 10 minutes. Okay. That's not the way it would get used. That's you don't think? No, not yeah. a chance. Right. If they, if they, well, oh, no, they me, didn't lose us. We stopped paying attention. Exactly. Yeah, right. you're you're looking at it from the most charitable view of a a good manager. 
Ah, yes. I'm yes. not sure that's the way it would be used. The the new uh, software would allow these sensors to show who actually attended a meeting. Okay, that, I'm fine with that. Sure. You probably know that anyway. Uh, attendees' body language and facial expressions, the amount of time each participant spent contributing to the meeting, speech patterns consistent with boredom and fatigue that they believe they can read. Wow. Uh-huh. Well, let's let's rewind one, though. Uh, the amount people contributed to the meeting, as if all jabbering and all speech-making and question-asking is a contribution, as opposed to a just a, just a horrible extension. This software would also allow uh, the company to keep track of your mobile devices. They could monitor whether they were simultaneously engaged in other tasks, such as texting or browsing the Internet. Or oh, working. For the love of Big Brother. <laughs> Uh, as well to check their schedule to take into account whether they had to attend other meetings the same day. Okay, All that so th- information would then be combined with other factors such as how efficient the meeting was and emotional sentiment expressed by meeting participants and how comfortable the meeting environment was for an overall quality score. So I think the meeting has been very helpful. I know it's helped me because I've been working on several projects that involving the uh, the Schmidke account. And the, it's, as we all know, it's been very challenging, but everybody's contributed. And I think meetings like this really, so that person would get higher scores than the person who said, I got it, let's get her done. Yeah, uh, one, one critic of it said, this type of employee surveillance software obstructs diversity in workplaces by operating on the false premise that there is a uniform normative way that people work optimally. Um, yeah, the idea that the scowling guy in the co- corner doesn't say anything is automatically a bad employee would be a stupid way to look at your workplace. I'm just staring directly at the camera the entire meeting, cheesing with a thumbs up. <laughs> hey, like the fawns. <laughs> I tell you what, that, that's Sean. He's, he's management material. He's got a great attitude. Look how much he loved the meeting. Armstrong and Getty.